This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. IBM brews strong cafe. And Oak Ridge begins climb to summit. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening into another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with Top500.org. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Michael Feldman. And Michael, This Week in HPC, we've got a new benchmark for deep learning. This is the popular CAFE benchmark coming out of IBM Research in a blog post, and they're claiming a world record. Yeah, they... Uh... They had a system where they had uh, basically 64 power servers equipped with uh, the GPUs. This is the latest HPC servers with the GPU options. So they had four GPUs per server, and they scaled this application out to 256 GPUs. And normally when you try and do that for most applications and deep learning applications, you get a pretty severe tail off on performance. What they managed to do was to get a 95% efficiency at 256 for this one particular benchmark with a, an image recognition application, which was pretty impressive. This is according to a blog posted by an IBM fellow, Hillary Hunter. And to do this, they have a distributed deep learning or DDL software that, that they're saying is the key to achieving this kind of efficiency. Now, it still leverages uh, GPUs, which, of course, have been a dominant architecture, and NVIDIA has been a close partner for IBM. So this really winds up looking like a victory for NVIDIA as much as for IBM. But I, the, the critical component here is supposedly the software technology, yeah? Yeah, they, uh, they had a special algorithm uh, uh, in this software to basically optimize the communication between all these GPUs. So instead of pointing to things like NVLink and InfiniBand, which this system does have and, and uses, they actually were able to, to squeeze out this, this level of performance with the, with basically the software it was, uh, uh, basically rebalancing the compute with the communication, which tends to get imbalanced in these types of, uh, software, which, which, do like to be synced. So as you're doing these deep learning uh, processing, as you're doing the training, you uh, go back and forth between the neural network levels and you have to sync up and there's a lot of communication. And as you get these more powerful GPUs that has more computation and the communication becomes the bottleneck. We see that in a lot of different applications, but certainly it's going on here. And they developed what they're calling a multi-dimensional ring al algorithm to do this. So it's something that uh, they've sort of customized on their own, geared towards the, this power system and their power AI uh, library, which has um, the different uh, deep learning frameworks in it. In this case, I think they, they only use CAFE, but they were, I think they were experimenting with other frameworks as well. You know, the interesting thing to me here is not just that they're talking about the efficiency. And as you were saying, they went to 95% scaling efficiency on the 256 uh, NVIDIA GPUs, the Tesla P100 GPUs. But not just the efficiency. With Their 95% went over the, uh, the previous uh, reported record of 89%, which was from Facebook. They're also talking about accuracy in this uh, image recognition. And, and that's something they can measure as well is how good a job are you doing? It's not really good to do it faster or, or, uh, or more scalably if you're not being as accurate, but they improve the, the accuracy as well. 
Yeah, one of these models, it was a, a ResNet 101 model, I believe, for image recognition. And the previous um, accuracy level was from Microsoft in this case. It was 29.8%, so close to 30%. And they upped that by a few percent, up to 33.8%. Now, that seems like that's not much, but actually in something like this, that, that's actually a pretty big jump to get the accuracy up. And the big deal here is they did it in uh, sort of a record amount of time that was only seven hours to do that training. The Microsoft version, which granted was back in 2014 with a bunch of CPUs, that took 10 days. So not only were they able to get you know, significantly better accuracy, they did it much, much quicker on this, uh, on again, on these same GPU accelerated uh, power servers. Let's talk about how extensible this benchmark is across all of deep learning. Now, we, you know, CAFE is a popular benchmark, but you know, CAFE 2 is already out there now. And really, I think most of deep learning is done on in-house applications and algorithms. We're, we're light on benchmarks that are really, truly representative of everything that goes on here. And then this is image recognition, which is one type of deep learning application. How applicable do we think this is to... Uh, other people's deep learning problems? Well, I mean, that's that's a really good question. And since IBM didn't run benchmarks on different types of applications, uh, actually one of the things they did here is they re released this. Now, this is an IBM research project, basically. But actually they did a, a, basically a trial release of this as part of the uh, Power AI library. So people can can actually use this now and run this on different types of applications and, and get this. I think it's, it's basically fully implemented on CAFE, but I think it's also at least partially implemented on top of TensorFlow and Torch, which are other two other popular frameworks. So I think they actually want people in the community or people with access to one of these IBM systems to start using it. But it, it like what you asked at the beginning, I think is a big question mark. How, how well will this apply to other types of, uh, of applications and how easy it is, how easy is it to do this, to actually sort of tweak everything to, to get the right uh, scalability and accuracy out of this thing. Yeah, that's the thing is I tend to look at this as more of a case study of what can be done with the IBM architecture, with the NVIDIA GPUs. It's, it's a nice proof point, an example of if you take an algorithm and you tune for it, now you really can get this kind of scaling efficiently, efficiency. And I think that is important in the industry. And in the absence of countervailing benchmarks from other companies with their own architectures, I think this will stand as a high watermark of the sort of thing that can be done. But this is a, really a new field, and it doesn't have a ton of benchmarks out there. People are writing their own software. So I think it is a nice example and a meaningful one. Uh, but uh, we'll have to see what, what other people get inspired to do with their own codes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, something that's a challenge for the industry. It's a, it, it is a big problem. It's good to see IBM and, and as well as others attacking the scalability issue uh, front and center because that's one thing that will limit uh, the spread of some of these applications as, as we build bigger and bigger systems. Okay, Michael, also this week in HPC, let's stick with IBM and also with NVIDIA. We're waiting on some big supercomputers coming in with Great anticipation, and one of them is now underway. You're reporting on top500.org that Oak Ridge National Labs has begun construction of the Summit supercomputer. Right. This came out of a report from actually Oak Ridge today, which is a local paper there, and uh, in contact with, with the lab. And 
apparently they got the first uh, pieces of hardware for Summit, and they're starting to build the, the system today. Remember, Summit is slated to be the biggest supercomputer in the U.S. and probably the world when it's completed. Now, we originally thought it might be completed this year, but depending upon how fast they build this and from the current schedule from the way it's reported now, it might not be built until uh, fully built until sometime in 2018. Yeah, this is the interesting thing here is how long this is taking. It's, it is a long time frame. Now it's a big supercomputer. I had been theorizing, as had a few people, wondering whether we'd see Summit on this coming top 500 list. And now more and more people are saying that's not going to happen. I still have a sneaking suspicion wondering whether they'll try to do some kind of top 500 run. But officially, we're looking at a six-month installation to where this isn't really fully up and running until early next year and not generally available to scientists for much longer. Well, that was that was the real surprise to me. The report said, and, and this is confirmed by Oak Ridge, which I tapped into, that this won't be generally available to scientists for scientific users for general use until January of 2019. That's over a year away. So they're they're starting to build the system today, the middle of 2017, and it won't be generally available for a year and a half which sort of begs the question, what's going to happen between now and then? Now, one thing they did say is going to happen is they have an early access program uh, before general users get on for developers. There's a whole program set up there for that called the Center for Accelerated Application Readiness. And there's a number of the DOE labs and also a number of universities that are involved in that just for developers to start porting over uh, software to this CPU GPU architecture, which is Power 9 and and NVIDIA V100. So there's going to be quite a bit of work there. But even given that, uh, it, it can't take a year and a half for, for that program to go on before general availability. So there's some something else going on here that's taking longer, either in deployment or testing or, or pre-testing uh, that, that we don't yet know about. Well, and if you ask me, my analyst opinion, and this is pure speculation, of course, is that there's a lot of political pressure around this machine as being you know, the largest supercomputer in the United States. There's been pressure vis-a-vis uh, -vis China and the Chinese supercomputing plants. There's been discussion in congressional subcommittees about what a lead in supercomputing means to national security. I, I think there's a, a fair likelihood that a lot of this machine's early time is going to get co-opted by the government for uh, applications of national interest that might not get reported out to the public, and they might then that would keep the machine from being available to the general scientific com community. And that could be in intelligence or nuclear research or a myriad of other uh, applications that are of interest to the national security, I, I think it, it could be that we're just running into the system getting reserved for classified work. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. I, I mean, there's a number of things that could be happening. One thing that, that came to mind is, is to me is that uh, a lot of the hardware that's going into this system is not quite ready for prime time. They we talked about the, the NVIDIA V100s. They're just starting to ship now. I'm not sure what volume they, they're shipping in, but this system obviously is going to need a lot of them. There's basically six per six of these V100s per 
uh, node and there's 4,600 nodes, so they would need quite a bit of volume to get those. The Power 9s themselves haven't even been launched yet. That's the, uh, that's the CPU going in there. Um, IBM is going to produce a number of those before it gets officially launched, but no telling on how well that's going or what volume that is. And then, of course, there's the interconnect. It's not quite decided if they were going to do uh, EDR, InfiniBand, or the new HDR. So if they were going to opt for HDR, there might be a, a delay there for gearing up enough of the hardware for Mellanox, perhaps. So there could be some just deployment issues and getting everything in sync and in order to get that out and uh, lengthening out that process because it's, it's even though it's a very big system, if everything was just ready to go, you would think it, it wouldn't even take the six months we're talking about. Maybe it would take a little bit less than that. But yeah, and then beyond that, right, it's got to be something else. So maybe something along the lines of what you were saying, or uh, maybe they're planning actually to do a, a sort of a, another phase deployment to build an even bigger system related to the fact that they're worried about sort of losing more of their lead to China or something like that. So I, I think there could be a lot of things going on, but it is sort of a, a mystery that this is going to be a year and a half rollout that's going to happen at Oak Ridge uh, during this time. Yeah, with regards to the six-month implementation, I, I think you're right. The lead times on some of the new parts might be playing a factor, particularly in terms of when you have the, the roll-up volumes of some of these new chips, um, you know, Oak Ridge being a, one of the huge supercomputing sites still throws it right in the mix with some of the major hyperscale sites that might also want access to some of those same chips. Right. And suppliers have to balance who gets how much of their early capacity. So that could slow down the, uh, the rollout of a major supercomputer if they're also vying for volume against other major customers. I find that... Again, very believable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because NVIDIA obviously is very concerned about their hyperscale customers. They want to maybe even give some priority to them if there was a if there was a, a choice to be made there. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of volume tied up in in those chips certainly. And then you know IBM has its own Power Nine ramp up to contend with over the next uh, six months or so. In any case, Michael, all IBM, all NVIDIA doing all new things going forward. It's a yep. big week for IBM and NVIDIA this week in HPC. So thanks for putting together those stories and for having the conversation. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.